hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Riverdale Register. God damn it, John. <laughs> Stop. God, every week we do it the same, and then you surprise me, and then it becomes something new and different, and I don't like change. I've had a lot of change this week. I moved into a new apartment. That was fun. This is our, is this our first time recording from my new apartment? You tell me. It is. It is. Because I've never done this before. I'm currently in my closet. Um, it's Physically, actually really not- nice. Yeah, not in a in any other. No, sense. no, no, no. Everyone knows about me. Um, but, <laughs> but um, no, I'm in uh, I'm in my walk-in closet. So if you guys think that the sound is better, let me know. And if you think it's worse, be quiet. <laughs> I don't know what we do now. I I got this this far, and now John and I were just saying that it's been. It's been five years of us podcasting together, or maybe four and a half, because I think we started... So we have this other podcast. <laughs> um, a deep cut for the true fans. Yeah. Um, about only season two of <laughs> Real TV River Scream. Vixens now. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you I... like scary podcasts? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm really proud of it. But I, uh, it was only season two of MTV Scream, and... It we just sounds like, it, like, as time goes on, it sounds more and more like a bit. Right. No, like it's Like something real. we've definitely <laughs> made up. It. <laughs> that can't be because... real. It's too weird and specific <laughs> of a thing that does not exist anymore. We didn't do season one, and we didn't do season three. We had intentions, I think, of doing season one, but we didn't. I know. I think we met when season one was airing. Right. And we're like, you watch this. And we're like, we'll do next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, didn't we really definitely had intentions to come back and do season three. Yeah. And then you kind of scared me away from it. Oh, did I tell you? I didn't. Oh, man. I found our old spec script for season three. I, you know, there were good ideas there. And there like was. one extremely long scene. There the was. Middle. Yeah, but you know what? I was proud of it, too. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. I would, honestly, I would take another pass of that or like turn it into a fresh concept. Feels like a waste of time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was really proud of it. Don't ever look at it again. It was good though. It was a spec script for a show that will never, ever, ever return. So yeah, it was fun. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Hey, what was there now? um? Did you do a question thing this week on the Instagram? Yeah, I was uh, thinking about during the shower that I took right before this. I was like, okay, Kaylin, don't forget. Like telling myself, it's like, don't don't forget to grab the Instagram question. And uh forgot, but I'm <laughs> right now. I think that we should stick to doing one question per episode. You okay. ask, I'll ask you, and then you ask me next time. Okay. I just think that is a easier way, and that way our podcasts aren't insanely long. If we can um, plan on them being questions for each other, maybe we start planning more, even more specific like things for the audience to ask. This is just a comment from Michael, which I think is hilarious. God, and don't give is, him power. I just like this comment. Now I, I'm just trying to figure out why Reggie's dad is driving around picking up girls in his truck. And I appreciate Please, that. Please, Reggie's very much. dad is the skeleton on the front of the truck. I um okay. So here's the question that it's more of a hype, uh, you know, 
not a hypothetical question. Uh-huh. Hypothetical question. Yeah, where you okay. don't need to, I think. How can Mrs. Blossom kill all the Blossoms with no repercussions for her or Cheryl? And I just want you to, to muse on that. Didn't Penelope turn herself in? But did she? Was there any... Was there At any... the end of graduation, she said, I'm turning myself in for all of my many crimes. So do you think the police just, like, knew about it and were look looking for a suspect? <clears throat> I like to think... Oh, boy, I don't know. Did she turn herself into Sheriff Keller or, like, the FBI or... Is he like, we know. We just... We truly cannot she, be bothered. She turned herself into the uh, the gaming commission for blatantly ripping off Dungeons and Dragons. Wizards of the oh. Coast sued her for everything she's worth. Uh, and that's why Cheryl has to, you know, spend all this money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That works for me. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't make any less sense than Riverdale. So, <laughs> Riverdale. Do I talk about the episode title now? Oh my god, what is the title of this episode? Okay, so it's Homecoming. Mm. And I'm sure most of you are like, oh, like the Beyonce movie on Netflix. And honestly, maybe. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the 2009 American independent horror thriller films <laughs> directed by Morgan J. Freeman and written by Katie L. Fetting, Jake Goldberger, and Frank Canna. And it's called Homecoming. And now I'm just going to talk about it because I've seen it. Love this movie. It's with Misha Barton. Misha Barton is basically like the hot Kathy Bates in Misery. She is like <laughs> the hometown girlfriend, high school girlfriend of um, some random dude. I don't know. And she basically kidnaps the guy's like new girlfriend. And they're all like back in town for like a homecoming game or something. Kidnaps uh, Jessica Strap's character. And then honestly, I don't really remember what happens after that, but... It's fun. Misha Barton gets to yell crazy. Wait, you're just going to leave me hanging like that? She kidnaps this girl and you're like, and then, I don't know, something else happens. (laughs) I I think eventually what happens is Jessica Straub's character runs her over in a car. Wow. Unless unless Misha Barton ran. (laughs) I think actually what happens is somebody, yeah, basically, I mean, I don't want to spoil it because if you watch this movie, because if I, I, my sister and I used to really love, and still do, love watching, like, bad horror movies. Not saying this is bad, but we like the ones that are, like, video on demand. Like a campy, yeah. Not campy, because campy implies that, like, people were trying to do a thing. <laughs> like, like, I feel like these are just, like, <laughs> these are just, like. They're, they're, maybe they're like, not bad, but they're, like, middle of the road. They're kind of, like. Exactly. Okay. Like, like pretty middle like not so bad it's good yeah that this is like also like boogeyman 2 a film i also really really like like boogeyman 1 was like a theatrical release but boogeyman 2 was like a middle of the road video on demand okay. with tobin bell did i tell you already about my obsession with tobin bell i don't played... think i know who tobin bell is so he played jigsaw in the saw franchise oh okay he's that skinny old guy yeah, that's a really mean way of describing him. So he is, you know, a serial killer in Saw with mm-hmm. a very, um, very loosey-goosey moral agenda, I guess. I love the Saw franchise. It's, like, my favorite thing. Controversial opinion is that I think the best order is, like, three, two, one, And then, honestly, all the other ones 
blend together so <laughs> so like not in a bad way but I mean, like for a while there was a saw movie a year there was it was the best years of my life too so. too fast too, too furious too saw two seesaws oh tobin bell really quick uh so he's like a murderer in that franchise but he is also in real life like a hardcore like peaceful man like like i think he might be a vegan i might be confusing that part with the guy who plays um uh what's his name the babe the pig man from the movie he is also a skinny salt man but no tobin tobinville is like like folk festival like climate change is real like like constantly quotes uh greta thunberg like it's like seems like a Rad super dude. optimistic here's this like retweet of a jane austen oh quote. and then he plays the serial killer jigsaw that's funny he's like so, yeah and like jigsaw's pretty cynical about mankind and like he's this toe bell's just really worried about climate change it's just the door anyway i just think that's great anyway <laughs> big i don't Tobin remember bell fan okay big Tobin right. bell fan. yeah now, now we can talk about riverdale this episode was written by michael grossi and I just learned this. He actually is billed as the co-creator of Katie Keene. It wasn't just uh, Roberto who created that show. It was him and this guy. He worked on Degrassi. That's how I know him. Oh, Michael Grassi on Degrassi. I think we've said that before. I'm pretty sure that's it's too, too good. It's it. too good for me not to have said it before. Uh, did I make that up? This episode was directed by Stephen A. Adelson, who did the last episode. Very cool. There are... Enough five plots in this episode to talk about we have archie and tony versus hiram we have petty <clears throat> sorry betty versus polly uh barchie versus the ghoulies veronica versus zoom and jughead versus deadlines um let's start with archie and tony please. archie and tony all right yes please so Archie goes to see Principal Weatherby, and he's like, hey, I, uh, I'm i here to run the Rarazzi, and Weatherby's like, that's great. We don't have any money. <laughs> and Why did you think down. you had a job here? <laughs> Super weird that I, you just showed up like this. I, I, like, I know you're under orders, but I don't know what to do for you. Uh, and the entire uh, teaching staff of the school meets, which is Principal Weatherby, Archie, Alice apparently, because she's the head of the PTA, uh, uh, Tony, the secretary, and Kevin. And Kevin <laughs> teaches five classes, which is very Kevin of him. He, I, love I don't it. know how this guy has time for all this stuff. He teaches he te- drama, <laughs> debate, biology, gym, and sex ed. Don't, I have questions about how he's qualified to teach <laughs> all of those. But, I, okay. I, that's a great point. <laughs> he must have a teaching degree, but... I don't know, but don't you he have to get He describes himself as the drama teacher. Dude, right, that's hilarious. So what he degree... also teaches biology. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> like, but fuck that. <laughs> I'm a drama teacher. That's my identity. That's my personality. I'm Kevin Keller, the drama man. I don't, I don't know what degree you need to teach drama, let alone biology and gym and sex ed. Yeah, don't Actually, you need, like, the gym and sex ed teachers are rarely... You know, it doesn't that's, ever seem like they had to be as educated as a biology teacher. 
Well, I think that you have to be, if you're going to be a sex ed teacher, I think that you have to be like a, I actually don't know, like a social work degree, maybe. I could be wrong. It that, was just all the right. gym teachers who who taught sex ed in my school. So, no, we had, for us, it was very separate. We had physical education, um, and then we had, then we had, like, wellness. And wellness. it was always different teachers. Yeah, it was teachers. called health in my school well i know i'm kidding ours is also called health <laughs> one year one year it, it was like sex ed and the next year it was like balancing finances or or learning to drive <laughs> it really changed family? after the whole sex thing got out of the way it's like you guys already did that right senior anyway. year health class was like actually super fun it would just be like i don't guys seriously balance a checkbook i like cool loved- let's just hang out <laughs> I absolutely loved those kinds of classes because a lot of times we would just watch Degrassi. <laughs> and that was my favorite thing. Riverdale High is basically doomed unless they can prove to the PTA board that they have the staff and resources required to run a school. Even though that's the same board that I think is taking all of their funding. It was really confused about this whole thought. <laughs> This this plot really feels like a like a whatever it takes story to get the main cast to be staying teachers. in town and working at the school. Yeah, and yeah. However, fine. they needed to explain how that could make sense. Are there a private school now? Damn the I rules! It's yes. very confusing. A public how private free? school, but how funded is it by Cheryl Blossom? So Cheryl Blossom is funding the school and all the students' tuition. Yes. Okay. I guess that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still confused. She's selling maple syrup still, right? That's still part of it. I think so. That's and where also the money maybe, comes from. Maybe fake portraits. <laughs> that's, that's right. The Rembrandt she's pumping out. Right. I mean, that would be helpful. But Let's see. Maybe Hiram visits Tony at LeBlanc Nut. Uh, <laughs> he. <laughs> He's basically, he, he wants her to, you know, stop trying to save the school. He offers all the students at of Riverdale High uh, free tuition at Stonewall Prep, which is a pretty good deal. Uh, Fangs and Sweepy are also, like, like, threatening him this whole time, which I did enjoy. I 100% thought that uh, Tony should have taken this. Is not fucked up with me? Well, like, he follows it up with offering her a job there as the guidance counselor and i that's a pretty great deal yeah like i get it he's he's got a chair he the school reflects his values but like you if as guidance counselor you have a hand on the steering wheel yeah i kind of thought this was like a like what what if you just what if we just put riverdale to rest <laughs> like is that like i thought maybe, that maybe hiram's right maybe riverdale should die it feels I like mean, a cancer sometimes it kind of feels like only bad things happen here. And I understand that Hiram is the cause of most of those bad things, like, but not all of them. Like later in this same episode, Jughead will describe uh, Pops as like a port in the storm from all the terrible things in this town. And you're like, do you see how maybe we shouldn't save the town? Right. What if we just like let it be? And then like this one diner could be this one thing that exists. It's just, you know. Riverdale is America, and we got we do have to save America. So, yeah, but maybe not this America. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, I, if this show was called Sodale and everything uh, was a little nicer and nobody got murdered, it'd be boring. But you know, 
Yeah. It's fine. It would not make for great TV. No. No, no, no. Like, the next day, Tony comes by Alice's for breakfast, very early to be swinging by, with the yeah, fresh newspaper article disparaging her. Oh, I, I have, I, ordered I have a, a weird bad press note. for the next day. Weird note about this. Okay, so I think that the line, the line that Vanessa Morgan delivered was, it's a hit piece. Yeah. But I think that when she delivered it, she she put the emphasis on the, this is such a stupid thing, but it bothered me a lot. A hit piece is when it's like someone takes a hit piece out on you. It's like, it's like a bad piece. Is it like, it's like slander? A, yeah, it's like an insulting piece. Like you you put you put out a hit piece on me. Like you put out whatever. Yeah. But she says it like, like it's a hit piece. Like it's no, that's not the way she said. It. She's like, like it's a hit piece. Like do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like as though this it's piece like a, is a hit. Right, and and for some reason that really threw me out of it. Like I was like, no, and I think it was just like ADR or something. And they probably were like, "Can you say this line again?" And she probably didn't think about it, but it really bothered me. And if you're watching this, I'm sorry. Um, it just it, it's very noticeable <laughs> in my world. So. <laughs> sorry, Vanessa. You're, you're perfect otherwise, I promise. It's another one of those plot lines where, like, a lot happens off screen. Same goes yeah. for Veronica's. It's still very much COVID safe. So, like, the ne- there are, they, they have another uh, meeting of all of the main characters who work at the school. They're like, <laughs> we had more everyone. people leave. And Kevin, uh, uh, Casey Cott absolutely nails the delivery of, damn it, Miss Crouton, that backstabbing. <laughs> Amazing. Miss Crouton has left Riverdale High, and I never liked her. Was she the one with Mr. Honey who was like... Oh, I have no idea if we've ever met Miss Crouton. Oh, I thought that it was maybe her. Unclear, though. Very unclear. Crouton is a hilarious last name. (laughs) And then Tony comes in, and she's like, listen, that's not all. I had my people sneak into Hiram's office, and we found out that the next town hall meeting, the vote to unincorporate the town. Which is a so civics then, lesson. This is Veronica Mars, basically. Yeah. Now, that was a fight to incorporate uh, Neptune. So Neptune is, like, so, like, Riverdale just stops being a... But in that... Okay. In Veronica Mars, they would incorporate the town, make it a city, and have a police department instead of a sheriff. But Riverdale is in threat of being unincorporated, but they have a sheriff. But in Veronica Mars, what do they want to do? Steve Gutenberg? Well, no. I think in season two, the problem was that they were going to incorporate and make their taxes, the the rich people's taxes. I think that they were trying to incorporate, like, the wealthy part of Neptune. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, And then their taxes would only go towards the wealthy part of Neptune. And then the rest of Neptune, like the the kind of like economically challenged part of Neptune, mm-hmm. would be kind of like fucked from resources. That's a lot, though. To... I thought it was a weird plot for them to do on that show because it felt like a thing that even I now, almost thirty, don't really understand. Probably should, will look into it. Yeah. But um, you know, when I was watching it, much <laughs> less so. But it, it is a real thing because unfortunately. Unfortunately, the way America works is your taxes pay for your schools, which 
if you have better schools, you know, better opportunities, but it's basically like a vicious, terrible cycle because the more money you have, the better your schools are, less yeah. money you have, the worse your schools are. So there's really no upward mobility in capitalism anyway. What, what about the meritocracy, Caitlin? Oh, I will kill you. Let's go on. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Hiram is about to kill Riverdale to create Hiram Land. It's real. It's canon. <laughs> they can apparently prevent this if they bring enough people to the meeting to vote. No, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just need people to show up. But they also need teachers to teach at the school. And Archie's like, well, I know people. <laughs> and they're like, well, I... we need teachers. And he's like, oh, I, no, I just got people. I'm like, well, I guess if we, and this is like, it's like some galaxy brain stuff. And be like, well, if we become a private school, we can just hire Archie's friends. Right. If we become a private school, then we can just hire literally anyone off the street, apparently, to be <laughs> Did you know private schools can just, like, hire not accredited teachers to teach? <laughs> I actually think I did know that. I, so I think... Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a little bit less... It's at least a little bit more lax. Yeah. But then they're like, and they're all educated at Ivy League schools. And then there's Archie. Now, Archie, honestly, Archie's such, like, a little, like, muffin this whole, like, season. <laughs> just being, like, sweet and nice. And He's I really, just a nice kid. Yeah, that's I mean, the thing. No charisma to me at all. <laughs> but, like, no, I, I, just... I want them. He needs. I wish he were funnier. I just wish they would let KJ, like, riff sometimes. Because yes, I think KJ, Kif, KJ is, is funny. KJ is very funny. Well, he it's was funny. so it's... cute on, on, on Jimmy Kimmel. He's so cute and so charming in real life and so funny and so weird. And then Archie's like, they are, like it's like the director tells him to cut that shit out. Yeah, it's like I can imagine because I he has swagger, sexy lamp. Yeah, that's like what they. It's no shade to KJ. KJ is like swoon. Archie is like meh, boring. (laughs) Sorry, but he's such a little muffin here. Love it. At what point? This is important. At what point in the series do their contracts give them producer credits? Because if KJ gets any kind of power like that he might be able to shift some things on his character i would be pretty shocked if they ever got producer credit if they I mean, haven't it happens it on yet. a lot of shows with the main cast yeah but After i like also five seasons that literally happened in 30 rock right jenna becomes a, a producer oh i think so and yeah it becomes like a whole thing yeah for like an episode yeah yeah i don't know i does that happen ever at the cw though I think so. I, I like. I know the supernatural guys were producers were, yeah. on that show by the end, and I well, think uh, Stephen Amell was on Arrow. That's why he had the power to be like, "I think we're done here." Well, I know that um, season six, they're contracted through season six, I believe. Mm. So if they're going to renew, that might be something that Re- they yeah, want. that would still be big. Wow, six seasons. Yeah, they didn't sign yep. that in season one, did they? No, I don't think so. I think they probably just had a season Ooh. one deal and then they Good for renewed them. for that's that's employment for a while. Anyway, in Riverdale, they will need funding for their private school. But Tony has an idea. <clears throat> so after the retirement that's not a funeral, but <laughs> it kind of feels like it could have been a eulogy that they just kind of rewrote to be a retirement and said, I'm still not convinced 
that this was the plan. <laughs> I, no. Sorry. But like it, it doesn't it didn't feel like a hot surprise. It just felt like RG walked in the room and there Pops was and I felt like I was going insane. So, no, I don't think that was a, that was them like getting me. I think they got you, John. They're still getting you. They're still getting me. You know what? Still Maybe working. he's a ghost. Thought about that myself, I'm going to be honest what with you. What happened to Pops? Oh, he died months ago and his ghost has been haunting here. And we figure if we throw him a retirement party, he'll move on. That's actually hilarious and they should absolutely do that. <laughs> if Pops shows up in Nancy Drew, then we have confirmation. I love that show so much. I'm enjoying it so thoroughly. I saw an ad for it where like they were breaking down the mechanics of their ghost haunting. And I was like, okay, I love this. Now I want to watch so this. It's so fun. Yeah, it's really good. I think you'd enjoy it. It's really enjoyable. So... Tony thanks Cheryl for coming to the funeral retirement. And she's like, will you will you fund Riverdale High? And Cheryl's like, listen, we can't both be in the TV show. Only apparently <laughs> one of us can get storylines at a time. So. Thought this was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Though I think, so I know that Madeline Petch is going to be in a new movie that she is actually producing as well. It's not the, the one on Netflix, is it? She's got like a TV movie on Netflix. I did not know about that. I think it's was called it, Sightless. It, no, it's not that. It's called like Mary at 16 or something like that. Oh. I wonder if maybe she is in less of the show because she's working on that. I'm not really sure. Maybe. But I will also say I think that Madeline Petch's portrayal of Cheryl here is very good. Oh, she's like she's like not super campy or big or whatever. She's almost lifeless. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, like, kind of nice. It's, like, it's, like, toning Cheryl down. Like, all yeah, of her mannerisms Cheryl's, feel, like, toned down. Cheryl's trying to rein herself in for everything about the Blossoms. She, she, she claims anything she gets involved with, including the school, would get corrupted. I, like, I, I don't not see it. I, I mean, wouldn't want my kids right. attending a school uh, funded entirely by Cheryl Blossom. Yeah, is it really much better than Hiram? Like right. to say, but uh, fine. Oh, the, the the business where the entire family was murdered in one day or committed suicide in one day. I have hmm. to say, I didn't really think about this until now. But like, Tony sits on a pretty high horse for someone who murdered a man, covered up his murder, and then pretended to feed him to his family members. Oh yeah, God, that was. And now so she's like weird. She's now like, no, Hiram. Like, I, the moral superior <laughs> guidance Unlike counselor. Unlike you, I'm a good person. Did right, kill it's a like, man. Uh, I know he was a bad man, but like, you know, it's kind of a complicated situation. Yeah. Tony's like, but will you do it for me? For, for my love? They're not dating anymore. They haven't dated in seven years, Tony. You can't do this. <laughs> Come on, we dated in high school for a while. <laughs> Can you find my school? Please, please. I'm carrying and another person's child. Please find my school. Cheryl finally asks uh, who the new teachers are going to be. It's like all the people from high school. Remember, um, you know, them. <laughs> we have like a nickname <laughs> yeah, yeah. for them. <laughs> The fucking booth diner kids. <laughs> oh, I the do gang, love Tony though. And the I gang love hangs out. Uh, Archie asks them to help him stop Hiram, or at least slow him down. 
by becoming teachers. It's just like Community Season 5. Did not Repilot. Watch Repilot. Did not, did not watch that. No? Seems oh. funny, though. In, in the, at the end of Season 4, like, they all graduate, but the show kept going, and they brought Dan Harmon, the original creator, back, and he just started the next season by having Community be a wreck of its former self, the school, and the main group has to come back together to help save it and all become teachers at the school. That actually sounds fun. It's great, yeah. It sounds a lot like Riverdale, huh? <clears throat> right, but yeah. in, in, in that show, they're like, oh my god, this is a repilot. Like, they're self-aware enough. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Veronica's like, I can't, I'm married. And then Archie says something which I think is insane. Plenty of people commute to the city. What? <laughs> they do? Since when? <laughs> what? So so Riverdale is a, a suburb of New York? I, I guess. <laughs> like what he's like yeah plenty of people so this whole time when veronica was the big fancy lady from the city everybody was like yeah, oh you my mean dad you mean the train 30 minutes by right by train what okay fine no <laughs> debbie the, this is the same thing i this i told you about the show the movie with zach efron i'm sure we've had this conversation on the podcast <laughs> how we are your friends how <laughs> That movie is about kids who live in the valley, like Van Nuys. <laughs> That's right. I love this comedy. <laughs> and they're like, we'll never get there. We'll never get to Hollywood. Right. It's like, what do you mean? It's 20 minutes away. Like, literally, you could you, get you an could Uber. You could a lift right now. <laughs> and it's like, it's insane. But I'm just staring out at, like, Hollywood that's so close. So close. And they're just so... It's incredulous staring at it like we'll never be there, man. Anyway, that's that's what Riverdale and New York City apparently is <laughs> like. Archie's like, listen, we won't be teachers for long. Like a month, maybe a season of television. Don't worry about it. This makes no sense. And Betty's on. like, I'm in. Quatico can wait. Yeah, they actually cannot. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how FBI training can work. It does not. But, the uh, government actually really cares about you showing up to your job. So, <laughs> apparently. I, like, Archie's lucky he's under orders, but at any moment, the army could be like, hey, come back. Yeah, and Jughead's like, I have shit to do, so fine. <laughs> and Veronica's like, I'm happily, I'm unhappily married, so fine. <laughs> Veronica specifically is like, I, I didn't really want to be a sports agent anyway, a thing she told to nobody. And Archie's like, thanks, Veronica, that really means a lot to me. <laughs> like, it goes right through his head, be like, oh, sports agent, sure, whatever. <laughs> Her I don't really care game. what she's up to. That's the one thing I think is really weird about this episode. Or, anyway, we'll get into that in a later point, because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm. So the town hall. Tony goes up to speak to everyone. She tells them that Riverdale is now a private school, thanks to Cheryl Blossom. Classes are going to be free. And the teachers are going to be these these four a holes uh, who are not getting paid. Unclear. Unclear. I, oh, oh, I didn't I didn't think about that. Uh, it's free school. Who knows? Just saying. We got we got Sergeant Archie Andrews, uh, Yale grad FBI agent Betty Cooper, <laughs> Veronica. She's married, and, uh, <laughs> and and famous writer Jughead Jones. Oh man, I hate Jughead now do you think jughead him, is him. the kind of teacher who's like call me mr jones 
or is he the kind of guy who like turns the seat around and he's like call me jughead i think that jughead is the kind of teacher that you're like you think might be cool and you really are hoping he's cool it turns out but he, then like, he doesn't care enough to be cool he it's like you get his like you get your first test back and it's like really harshly graded and then you go up to him and be like hey um just want to talk about my grade and he's like it stands <laughs> you know that's the kind of teacher that jughead is Great. and then you'll like make up Great. some speech but like he's the guy who gives me sucks. anxiety <laughs> yes exactly i could never <laughs> never be friends with someone like Jughead. I would be we would never ever you, be friends. You never feel close to him in any way. I could never. It would make me so anxious all the time. I he would answer I'd be like, hey Jughead, I'm having a small get together for my birthday. Um would love it if you could make it smiley face. It would take him three days to reply to me. Like, and sorry just like, seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> um maybe like I hope uh, you had fun. <laughs> <laughs> like he wouldn't mean it. Yeah. He wouldn't mean it. I I don't. I couldn't. Even thinking then, about it. Yeah. His next bad. text is like asking you about the thing he wanted to talk about in the first place. Oh man, I just could, like nope, nope, nope. And also this <clears throat> this uh this whole episode I think killed Buckhead for me. I mean I'm not saying that it uh I'm not I it, didn't I wanna... re- it wasn't replaced with anything else. <laughs> no, no. I, I it's not also. Oh, let's just get into Jughead's plot, actually. Hold, we got I, it. We're not done here. Hold on. Oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I There's have a thoughts. moment. Hiram does. Hiram. It's very funny. Hiram. They're they're all like applauding that the school was saved, and he's like, "That's very nice." Anyway, <laughs> uh, vote to incorporate the town, and the majority wins, which is, you know, shit. Bad. Yeah. So I now Riverdale's not a town. That's the end of the show, guys. It's been really nice yeah. doing this with you, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Right we do have a couple more plots though what we should yeah uh, then we'll be done forever you want to but... do jughead versus deadlines yes okay oh man as Jug... a writer jughead moves into the sex bunker there is no plumbing have we established that there cannot pl- possibly be plumbing <laughs> or at least plumbing you want to shower like in Ooh, no gross his agent and the debt collectors leave him a bunch of messages he stops by LeBlanc Nut and asks Tony for a job, but turns out the serpents don't like him anymore. <laughs> I love this part. Oh, God, yes. She's like, you made fun of us. You, like, laughed at our traditions. And he's like, no, they were the good guys. <laughs> the Vipers, they were the heroes. It's a good fake name for them, I gotta be honest. Fangs is like, listen, everyone knew that your character, <laughs> Cucumber Melon, was me. <laughs> it was very obvious. <laughs> It wasn't a leap in any way. <laughs> I honestly was waiting. I was like, what if they say it? What if they say <laughs> I it? I was kind of hoping for it, too. I know. I was like, holding everything. You're like, never going to happen, Caitlin. Never going to happen. Like, I, I, okay, fine. I guess my ego isn't that high. We're not influencing <laughs> the show yet, but I think we could get there. I think this one small If we get enough people talking about Cucumber I mean, Melon. We... We could, you know, honestly, if if we could just change a small, tiny, inconsequential piece of Riverdale, I would love it so much. <laughs> yeah, if there was any convinced. way to prove that we made our mark back on the show, I think that would be really special. I mean, I still think that, like, we did give Mary a girlfriend, <clears throat> but... <laughs> I who's... There's gotta be... I hope there's a writer who's who's like, have you heard about this podcast? 
Like You're at least one mean, in the room. You know? I, it's fun. It's super fun. He's fun. uh so Jughead's made a lot of enemies in town, Tony tells him. Good. Good. He's made an enemy of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was kind of always like I don't know. I yeah, you, my opinion you've on... always been kind of cool on Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my opinion on on uh, Jughead, it's like he's he's always doing the most fun things for me about the show. Like he solves the murders, he like gets into like the wheat. So that's why I've always been like, okay, I like following his character the most. Yeah, and I think he's like the most interesting a lot of the times, except for you know Betty. Um, but yeah, it's like top. It's not his fault. No one knows right. is Betty. No one else is Betty. But, like, he was with Betty, and I liked it, and I thought that his love story with Betty was cute. I actually really did ship them. I do ship them. But not now. Fuck that. But, but Jughead is a different person now. Like, he's he was always it's been bad. been seven years. Kind of. But, like, he's bad. I hate him. I hate him now. I'm sorry. Okay. So sorry. I hate him. <sighs> sorry. Well, he's trying to write on a computer he's got like the chapter one heading and the blinking the blinking line it's like that time spongebob drew the really fancy <laughs> yes for his driving test what was that for... <laughs> yeah i don't remember what he was writing an essay for yeah it was something i think it was for driving school he sees uh tabitha tate putting up a help wanted sign he's like um i can help she's like no no, not you. <laughs> Please, Definitely God, I can't you. spend these hours can you, with you. Can you just, like, order something? Jesus. It's kind of weird that he just sits there and doesn't order anything. I mean, if you're Pop, and you probably know his dad is the leader of the Serpents, I would, I would also be like, yeah, he can just sit here and work on his computer. That's fine. But here's the thing. But now the that you're serpents, a 25-year-old man... What are you doing? It's not the same. The Serpents, so... Were they dangerous ever? Like very. They before, had to I have guess. been at some right. point, right? They had don't have a great reputation at the start of the show. They don't have a good reputation. They must be a threat to somebody. It's just so weird to me how I feel like they went from being like a hardened criminal. Listen, like, gang. now that I'm watching All American, I'm like, Jesus, this gang in Riverdale is is cute, cuddly <laughs> kittens. That is... <laughs> yes, because it's a real gang that they're basing yeah, yeah. it on. Don't yeah. actually have the circumstances in Riverdale that lead to gang violence. So yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a whole other beast. I think All American's a good show. I enjoy that show very like much. It. Yeah, but Tabitha is not going to give him a running tap. So good. Uh, Jughead gets She's back the to best. work. Yeah, she's pretty great. I love you know, her. You you see what they're doing here, though, right? Yes. Oh, I, I've already wrote an essay about it. <laughs> Are you upset? So, uh, what they're doing. I, I thought Tabitha was going to be an Archie love interest. I, I didn't see this coming. I think I'm not upset because she calls him out on his shit. Yeah. And I would much rather him be with someone like that than oh. someone who, like, moons over him. Absolutely. So she'll I, probably make him a better person. Sorry to say I don't think we're ever... Uh, seeing Cora from last episode again. I know this is so disappointing. Yeah. Why would they do this? Maybe, maybe, maybe. the actress is unavailable. It would, you know, I don't think they wanted to really. They just wanted to put Jughead in the circumstances that get him to Riverdale. He so must have been weird. the hardest character to write in such a way where he has to go back to town and stay there. Justice the for Cora. Also, okay, I have questions. Like, 
how much debt could he be in? Like, he lives in an apartment in New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How much money do you think he made on his book? Probably a decent amount of money, right? Yeah. Like, and he, and, oh, no, they, they named a number um, last week. I think I think they named a number on how big his advance was. It was like ten thousand or something. Ten thousand? That's for a famous writer is advance I don't is only know. ten thousand okay? dollars. I don't know. <laughs> well but like Maybe so that's the not the number they said. <laughs> let's do the math though. Like if his if he was a famous writer, let's say he made all said and done and this three hundred thousand dollars. I mean how big right? is this book? Is it getting optioned for a movie? Well, I'm sure it was like let's if it was as successful as he said, let's say he made less than half a million dollars. Okay. Okay. He graduated from school three years ago. Right? Yeah. How is he unless he's not in a lavish he doesn't live a lavish lifestyle. Like we saw his apartment he, he, in Alphabet he drinks City. A lot? Right, like how did he spend so much money that like it's not like he's like, I bought this apartment. <laughs> or- are you surprised like, Jughead's, like, bad with money? I'm not necessarily surprised he's bad at money. He had that, that file for taxes on his computer in the pilot. Did he? So he did. So he's He used to be much taxes. better with money. Yeah, I don't know. He's not as organized Maybe Maybe there will be an Strange. explanation, but I doubt it. I think they just... Yeah, they're like, yeah, because I feel he's like... He's poor and in danger. <laughs> Right, I know that it's really about like that, but it's just weird to me. Anyway, let's let's let's. He's uh, working. Talk about Jughead's it. working in the sex bunker when Archie calls. Archie's like, "Hey, could you like write a speech for Pop Tate?" And Jughead's like, "Yeah, great. I'll just write something. No, that's fine." And he does. Jughead uh, goes to interview Pop, and then like the second Pop starts talking, Jughead ducks for cover because <laughs> <laughs> Pop's like, "Oh, well, no one's ever really asked me about me," and Jughead's like, "Shut oh. up!" and runs. <laughs> Uh, the debt collectors come in looking for him. Tabitha heads them off, and I, I, she has a great attitude where they're like, they call her sweetheart, and she like responds with like honey pie or something like that. She's fun. We uh, like her. And then they leave, and Pop's like, Jughead, do you need money? And Jughead's like, Well, that's where I draw the line. Taking money from you, a ghost, never. That's cursed money. Uh, <laughs> ghost money. <laughs> so Tabitha gives him the waiter job. And uh, he's like, wait, can you, like, call those guys in a couple of days and tell them of the job and send them half of my salary every week? And she's like, you want me to send them $3 an hour every week? <laughs> I was like, how much do you think that he's going to make at Bob's? Like, under minimum wage. He works for tips. Yeah, I'm, like, very confused about this. But you know what? And it's then, not about the money. And then Jughead immediately leaves without doing his interview with Pop Tate. <laughs> Pop tea. Like I, I agree. It would be an awkward way to end the scene of him going, "Okay, Pop, let's sit back down and keep talking." But hi, man. Pop Tate is the sweetest man ever. But they treat him like he's been like talking they, to them this whole they time. They treat or him something? like he appears every episode, wiping down right. the bar, giving sage advice to kids like we all thought he'd be. But he's mostly there looking sad about something terrible going on in town. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, pop. <laughs> and then they yeah. leave. Like, they always he, leave. He never really, like, we don't really know anything about pop. No. And I think the, the speech really proves it. It was just like, he's a great guy. <laughs> yes. And, he, and this place. <laughs> what about this place? <laughs> 
like we don't know any we didn't know he had a kid let alone a <laughs> yeah, granddaughter we never, we never knew he had children <laughs> it's actually it would just be before the speech he's like wait let me give you my backstory <laughs> I, I think it would have been actually kind of funnier, or maybe not funny, but, like, it would have been kind of interesting if he was like, Pop, I feel like we don't know anything about you. And he was like, yeah, well, that's what you guys, you fucking idiot mean kids get from <laughs> not not ever asking about anyone other I than hate yourself. You're <laughs> just... so rude. Leaves. Yeah, it's, like, very strange. It's like... Did Veronica have a relationship with Pop when they, like, worked very closely together? He's like, I've been feeding this town single-handedly for your entire <laughs> lives. Yeah, it's like, why didn't they get to know him? It's sad. Yeah. Or I guess that happened off screen. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Jughead, back in the sex bunker. He's just been walking from the sex bunker to Pop's and back to the sex bunker. He gets a call from his agent. <laughs> his agent needs pages, kid! We need it! Uh, and Jughead... It, the. The camera's not showing the screen, so for a second I thought this is where he was going to send the girl's book. Same, but, and I was, like, waiting for that. he does indeed send the uh, eulogy, I'm sorry, retirement speech for Pop. <laughs> and it, it, we heard it, and <laughs> who, who is approving these books? Like, I don't, I don't get it. What? He's like, yeah, write a book about Pop Tate. <laughs> He's a person. I, I, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. He's like, I, we love the story, but the sad old man. <laughs> Audiences love sad old men. Do you, they'll call it what, elegy for a small town. We'll call it hillbilly be, elegy. Right, exactly. It's supposed to be like hillbilly elegy. That was exactly what I thought. Cause that uh, yeah, did, it is funny like that. that. <clears throat> like, there's a real man who really did write this story. Yep. And we're like, yeah, Archie, Jughead, don't be like him. That's a cautionary tale. <laughs> Aw. Archie success. Uh, it makes gives me Pop a varsity jacket at the seance. Uh, <laughs> Pop's like, quick, before Cross I leave the series, her. let me tell you how I got into the series. I had to drop out of school to run this place when Grandpa passed away. He still haunts this place as well. <laughs> They're all just ghosts. <laughs> Legacy ghosts. I love it. <laughs> they, they carved out an Indian burial ground to build the bone nut, so... <laughs> Jughead uh, speaks from the heart about Pops. I do like the set of Pops, and I like yeah that. Like Pops is a pretty good character to be if you're an actor, where you just kind of get to do background stuff and occasionally be sad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I wish we'd seen more of him. I wish he were more like a like a like a grandfather wise figure to all of the cast in the show which they asked yeah. him for advice i know it's a little weird that it's not that he's never around like that but he doesn't he doesn't really serve that function no they they say a lot of nice things on the show but that's not what he actually did on the show but boy was R. he R. there he was, he there was there a lot. he was there the whole time he was yeah. there for so much so many bad things <laughs> they toast milkshakes to pop. It's cute. Jacob then gets a call from his agent the next day at work. And they're like, we love the story about the old ghost man. There's an <laughs> audience for it. You gotta write this book. Elegy for an old ghost man. <laughs> 
I th- but he says no, right? Doesn't he say I can't write that? I think he says like I'm not doing that, and the agent's like, "You don't got no choice." Yeah. You want a career? Like you're gonna write about the sad old man. I don't <laughs> think it sad old town. So maybe he's still gonna send Cora's book. Just saying, it's not it's not a dead theory yet. Because he might be like, I can't possibly write about pops, but I can send this book. Because <laughs> why else would they? go through all the motions of doing this it just didn't make any sense like why why show the title of the book why 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 do all of this why yeah. you want to know why i don't know why i know it's fine it's fine all right we got betty versus polly barchi versus the ghoulies and veronica versus zoom Okay, let's do Veronica versus Zoom, and let's just bang this one out because I do not care at all. <laughs> Me too. About I just, it. I just don't care. <clears throat> okay, Veronica goes to the, goes to the Pembroke, and it is empty. Where does Hiram live? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no <care>. idea. <laughs> uh, Hiramland, I guess. Somewhere else. Veronica, Hiram's just shutting down Riverdale because he's tired of commuting from Hiramland back to. <laughs> Which is somehow longer than getting to New York City. Very <laughs> it's, weird. Yeah, so. it's further away than New York City. Veronica asks Hiram to let her back into his businesses. There's many businesses. She's thinking of moving back to town with Chadwick. It's unclear what Veronica actually wants this episode. Yeah, I I was also very confused. It's, I don't know, like, is she looking for a job? I thought she was doing Uncut Gems. Did she have to leave that job? I, I don't know. But she's she's thinking of moving with Chadwick back to Riverdale. Chadwick would hate that. Yeah, well, it's we'll the weekend. We'll see him here home. soon. Hiram's like, "Well, the rum is gone, <laughs> and I sold Labone that." And she's like, "What? And I was like just five with Tony. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me. I didn't even think to look downstairs." He's like, yeah, "You want to work at Hiramland? We there's a there's a section where people like you know do the do the games. Do the games." can give kids stuffed animals it's great you'll love it there ronnie i don't uh, know what that voice was <laughs> ronnie has a bunch of zoom meetings this woman uh is just automatically like yeah i love you you can be a sports agent thing you've never had any experience doing does she has she seen a sport before <laughs> like i yeah, i was confused yeah i guess exactly. like, but you what about los angeles and veronica's like yeah that should be fine again it's like what, what? i do thought you, you were moving to riverdale now it? you're moving to los angeles why are you doing the things you do right this is a very weird plot uh, very confusing plot and she's i think she's talking to a travel agent uh, yes, about booking a trip. This woman, yeah, which I assume is Los Angeles, but again, it is unclear. Uh, and that's when she discovers her credit card has declined. So next, she zooms Chadwick. He's like, "Oh, that's crazy! The credit card? Yeah, me too. But it'll probably—I'll have it sorted by the time you get back. When do you get back, Chump? You showed your hand. Yep." If you don't know if it will be done whenever she gets back, then she knows you can control when it's done. She knows you did this. I honestly think Chadwick has a point. So I mean, she's acting very erratically right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. I don't. Is she running away? I'd be oh, concerned too. I have to point out something. So Ari, uh, <laughs> national treasure, Ari, Ariana Romero, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um that's for the other people in the audience not for you <laughs> but um so she pointed out that it's actually um john f kennedy jr who died in a helicopter crash to martha like over martha's vineyard so that that's probably the reference from the helicopter crash well who are we talking We're, about we weren't talking about anyone Oh. She was just saying that that okay. was pro- probably you, a reference. What was the last thing Ariana a small plane. Uh, gave us on the show? She, she, this is not the first time she's she's tweeted in. Oh, she, uh, thing. I know. There was something else that she was very helpful with. She should have a section. It's like correcting <laughs> correcting our bits almost. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, uh, but I actually think it was a small plane. And they actually mentioned this on, I believe, A Million Little Things, where he was flying through the horizon to towards the horizon and got confused because of the fog and that's oh, like why I feel like i've heard that story yeah and that's really sad uh i think chad still did it but it is possible that it's just a reference to that i so. i mean listen if my wife went back to her hometown and i heard that she was suddenly interviewing for a job in los angeles and buying plane tickets i too would be like cancel the credit card what are you doing <laughs> talk to me yeah a little scary. Oh, she's a she's not a good partner. Like no. no. She's really not. And I'm sure Chad sucks, but like divorce him <laughs> if you're that afraid of him or whatever. Yeah, not afraid, dude. but like if you're that suspicious of him. She, I'd like think his intentions are so bad. She tells him she'll be back the day after the funeral retirement uh saying. <laughs> uh Smithers walks in, another character I thought was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Vegas around still? <laughs> And Fred! Oh, no. Oh, sad. That's sad. Uh, he's, he tells her that there's a tinted van parked outside and it's been following her. This guy's, like, really... This guy's really dedicated to his job. He should be paid he is. more. Also, is anybody in this apartment? If like, No, no one else lives there. Right, so what So when what she's gone, doing? he just gets to, like, do whatever he wants. And the public right. like, is probably great. He must live there. I guess, but why? <laughs> Uh, so Veronica goes as Monica Posh. She puts on the squeaky wig uh, to sell jewelry to a pawn shop for cash. She asks She's... if he has any revolvers. He does. Is she going to kill her husband? No, she, she later... It's all off screen. It's another off screen thing. This whole car plot, we never yeah. see it happen. Someone tells us there's a tr- there's a fan... Then she says she's buying a gun, and later she's like, I shot out tires on this van. I thought I missed something. No, it all happens. We're seeing all the scenes in between of what you would normally see in an episode of television. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. It's probably a COVID safety thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Veronica wants to buy a car from Reggie's mullet. I think his hair is ridiculous in this scene. It's like coming off to the, it's coming off in the back a lot. I do like this version of Reggie, though. And, and he's like, you should talk to your dad. He'll help you. He killed my dad. You should do it. <laughs> uh, so Veronica goes to Hiram for help. And that's when she's like, hey, I just shot out the tires of these guys. And my husband, who's not you, was sending to follow me. <laughs> Can you talk was... to Chad for you? Because he, I lied earlier. He is you. He will listen to you because you're his future self. And then Hiram's like, fuck no, bitch. Yeah, I kind of love this, though. Hiram's like, oh, you need my help? No. Are you kidding me? Do you remember like, when you three episodes dog? and seven years ago, you didn't help me after I got beat up. 
Yeah, that was a bad plan. Honestly. And now I've done the same to you. You need help, and I said no. But also, does she really need his help? Because what's going to happen? He's going to be a good husband? She just doesn't want to talk to her husband. I think they should just get a divorce. tell him what she's doing. Monica's not in the right this episode. No, not at all. I I don't sympathize with you. Like, I understand that Chadwick is controlling-ish, I guess. Because you say he's controlling, and I think he would love to be controlling, but it's not working. And I guess He has no control. He has no control. Maybe he's trying to follow her, I guess, which is the theory. And, like, He's definitely coming to town as soon as possible. I mean, I get why that would be bad, but it's just not that... In this universe, is it bad? (laughs) I really appreciate this new dynamic between Veronica and Hiram. Because for some reason, Veronica could never quit him. He's quitting her. And I think (laughs) that's great. Because the thing that always held Hiram back was, like, the fact that he wanted to be perceived as a good father in any way. Right. And without that holding it, that, that was the leash on him all along. Without that, he's free. Yeah, to, to do what? <laughs> like, it just doesn't, yeah, <clears throat> I, I can't, I find this Veronica choice not super fun. Like, it feels like more of the shtick that I don't care about it's, from it's, her. It, yeah, it's giving her just, it's now she has her father and another man who controls her in the exact same way as her father. Right. And she's mad, but not that mad because she's not breaking up with him. I don't know. She seems pretty psyched about being a wife for the most part. She talks about it all the time. I am married. I am a married woman. I cannot become a teacher in my home. Okay, I can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Veronica uh, tells Chad over Zoom how she's becoming a teacher. And she's like, unfreeze the credit cards or else you'll see the she-wolf on the trading floor on Monday. And so he's like, I Jesus, hate- Veronica, no one calls you that. <laughs> I hate when she says that. It is so grating. It is so... I don't understand. Is anyone stopping you from just working on Wall Street if that's what you want so much? Right, it's like Go. she's jumping through a lot of hoops to like Jesus. <laughs> like yeah, like he'll be mad. Just break up with like do you love this man? Like what is <laughs> he giving you, you? Do you like him? I don't understand. <laughs> it just feels like every day is a fucking challenge. It's yeah, it like I don't it's how it's am not I going really... to keep secrets from and fight my husband? I kind of wish that they had like a toddler. Because I feel like if yes, they had if they a were kid, parents that would already, I think that would be whole totally different. Because then it would be like, okay, so no matter what, he has her child. She's the reason, you know. They they have to kind of they don't have to necessarily stay together, but they have to learn how to co-parent. Maybe she doesn't want to give her child the re, you know, the upbringing that she had with her chaotic family so she doesn't want to put them through a divorce and then that's why she has to stay with him so that's why she's playing by his rules but right now it's like she's not playing by his rules he's not really pushing it that much and it's just it's just not fun like just it's not fun i like i'm the not having Jen's fun thing. with this no oh it's like boring it's like ugh, like veronica stop we we need to see what she sees in Chadwick if we're going to buy into this relationship in any way. 
also doesn't seem like he's doing anything that terrible right now. It, yeah, the honestly, the after last week spent the whole episode getting us on his side of his, of the argument, it's just making Veronica seem like she doesn't believe in this marriage. Yeah, she she can't. Like she's not working for this marriage in any way. Like I'm sure this guy sucks, but like we haven't really got. Yeah, we haven't seen how mu- how bad he sucks yet. Like, because the theories. show has put us on his side, and this is ridiculous. Yeah. I have theories about why he sucks, but they might not come true. So, we'll see. So, where do you want to go next? Be- Betty or Barchi? Betty. And then Barchi. Hmm. Okay. So, Betty comes home. Uh, turns out Alice didn't wind up being lonely at all, because she's taking care of the twins who don't actually exist on screen in any way. Well, and no, we see the back of their heads. Do we? Did you notice that? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. I don't we believe... We see one because it's like a how long, old are they? Well, long red haired girl. They are dead. They look about maybe eight. Say, wait, did you say red hair? Yeah, I'm pretty sure long red hair. But Man, you don't this see would them. be a good time for Cheryl to like come for them. That would be a fun Cheryl plot. Yeah, I don't think she cares anymore. Mm. She paints now. Maybe she, she will renovates. when Polly's dead. Do you think? She, I don't think Polly's dying. Polly is out and about even this late in the day. The next day. Or later, unclear. Kevin helps Betty clean. Up, I'm I'm not sure right now. Uh, Kevin helps Betty clean up the FBI base, which is like, can he? Is that allowed? I don't. No, definitely not. Hundred percent no. Uh, Betty, we we know that you were in the base, but did you bring a high school drama teacher? It's like, well, he teaches drama and debate and biology. He's really well well rounded. Yeah. So oh, he was him. in the FBI training program back in the day. Remember that? And he does everything. He has. Yeah, he actually was. He, he did lives that. five days in a day. Wow, so beautiful. <laughs> they find a tape that Charles kept. This is such a weird plot line, too. It's just it's just like they realize that Betty and Polly definitely aren't close. And they're like, should oh, we do yeah. something about that? I, I like this, actually. So Betty, fi- Betty finds the tape from Halloween's episode last season. From the Halloween episode last season. Where Was Betty's that last like, season? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was also, like, the last time Polly was in the show. Right, right, right. Oh, and she was in, like, a mental health facility at that point, I think. Yes. And Betty's like, hey, bitch, it's your sister. (laughs) Goes off on her. I mean, wasn't it because, like, Polly pretended to be the Black Hood or something? I think it didn't wind up being her, though. It was, like, a Black Hood thing. And Betty thought it was Polly, but I think it wound up being Brett. Something like that. And it was just because Brett was trying to be your friend. Right. It's so just get on your left. You talk about the Black Hood all the time. I was just <laughs> I, trying to, I to be a part of relate. Ugh. <laughs> Betty has a uh, nightmare of the trash bag killer right above her. Uh, it's pretty creepy. Up. Yeah, it's scary. He's not made of trash bags, though. <laughs> he I want to clarify that, like, he puts... We've established that he puts people into trash bags. He's not a man of trash bags. But he does wear a trash bag over his head. Why does he... Like, what a weird, specific, all-encompassing MO. I was a garbage man. Obviously, that's what it's going to be, right? Yeah, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked the truck that's killing everyone isn't a garbage truck. Are we sure? I'm not. It's been night. Yeah, maybe. We know it has a skeleton on it. That's pretty weird. Someone is making noise downstairs. So Betty grabs her gun. 
She goes sure. down the stairs and pulls her gun out on Polly's boobs. <laughs> Sorry, I just the, the she's she she dresses very differently now. She she dresses um with a lot of pink eyeshadow. That yeah. was like my heavy first... eyeshadow. Yeah, she's so pretty. Tira Scove Scoveby, I think is her name. Is she like lovely person? But you know what? I just realized just now, and this is very important. She the okay the you know Dirty John. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. So season two is the Betty Broderick story. Yeah, I actually think it's significant. You mentioned it last time. Significantly better than season one, I think personally. But anyway, not important. So she plays a young Betty Bro- uh, Betty Broderick. And Chad plays her husband, a young version of her husband. That's why you mentioned it last time. Oh, that's wild. And now I'm wondering if, actually, I don't think there is a connection. I don't think that is the connection between the shows, but because uh, Roberto said that he was working on a pilot with Chadwick, guy oh. who plays him. I forgot his name. And that's why he brought him back for this. That's a weird thing. That's just a weird coincidence. Betty offers to make Polly tea she apologizes she's like well that crazy prank call i made last halloween it wasn't really a prank call. <laughs> remember when i when i called you a bitch that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> man plot line resolved yeah poor polly <laughs> and <laughs> I, I like that polly's like yeah deep cut that was seven years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like like last season it's weird how certain things like that are going to feel really recent to us and not at all recent to the characters. But the show treats them as recent events. Yeah, it's it a doesn't weird. talk about any. And but everyone's just going like, yeah, yeah, seven years ago, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like Hiram's thing is like, you left me bruised and broken seven years ago. I think exactly. <laughs> it's funny. It's like. So you guys haven't talked at all, like since yeah, that. no one has spoken since then. Yeah, did we touch upon the Betty I, and Jughead thing? I have to assume Hiram watches a lot of um, Real Housewives now, though. Oh, of course. Yeah, for seven years. He pines, but do do we touch upon the Betty Jughead thing, or is that in a separate plot? Oh, that's later. That's in Barchet. Okay. Betty wants to be real sisters with Polly, and she'll be around more after Quantico. Polly says she's missed Betty. And everyone has, including the twins she's never spoken to. <laughs> they're just mannequins. Like, at that table, I'm sure of it. I'm sure they're not <laughs> they're real They're mannequins. Children. I hope so. I hope, that's, I hope that's true from a production standpoint. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they're not real. I'm going to go back and check, but yeah. Betty comes down for breakfast with Alice. She says, does Polly usually stay out until, like, 3 a.m.? And Alice <laughs> like, yeah, she's a waitress at a nightclub. She helps pay the mortgage. She gets the twins whatever mannequin stuff they need. <laughs> New clothes and hats. <laughs> oh, so sad. You don't get to just pop by and judge everybody. You said you would visit a lot and you didn't. Ah, uh, that sucks, honestly. That's, like, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't do that. That sucks. Uh, that's the thing that's weird. Like, why didn't Betty come home ever? The trash bag killer. But no, she had college. Her dad is the Black Hood. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize. So, so sorry. So sorry. Archie tells Betty that he saw Polly hanging with those ghoulie kids next door. And Betty Betty checks by giving a call to Polly's job. And they're like, Polly, she hasn't worked here in years. Or Who is this? Weeks, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's months. 
It's one of the two. No, my favorite part about that phone call is he's like, Polly, you haven't worked here for years. <laughs> right, because Betty's like, <laughs> like, hey, what is my schedule? Polly, I thought you were dead. It's weird that you're asking. Clearly you don't work here. Hey, wait. <laughs> you haven't worked here since the incident. When you Very crashed curious. that helicopter over Marsha's vineyard. <laughs> and I blamed it on <laughs> failure. Weird. Super weird. Polly Polly will not be attending the funeral retirement seance uh, because she has to work. And then she yells at Alice and Betty's like, well, don't yell at mom. You don't even have a job. Where's the money coming from? Are you dealing? Are you tricking? Both? <laughs> I hated that. I hate it when she said that. It's Alice, like a Alice kid yells saying at, it. Or uh, Polly yells at Betty. You don't live here. You deserted us. You're not a real sister. Being a real sister means having two kids uh, off screen, disappearing for months on end, and then appearing to cause drama with a cult. My uh, favorite thing that Polly's ever done was when she showed up in Betty's house without not pregnant anymore. And like, the <laughs> and twins. Was like, I've had the them. Twins? I had them, Betty. I had them, Betty. <laughs> They're not there. And that's what being a real sister is all about. <laughs> so what happens now, John? Well, Alice is a wine mom now. She's pouring wine at home. Really gratuitous shot of it. And Betty asks She's a sad Polly lady. Is, and she's like, Polly, you know, she disappears for a couple episodes. She's only a guest character. We can't really afford to keep her around all the time. So Betty calls Polly and she leaves her a message. And uh, we get voiceover her apologizing while Polly runs down the street as the skull truck chases her down. So she's she can't outrun a truck. She's dead. The truck kills Polly. I don't think the truck kills me. I think that all the girls are going to be kidnapped and that at the end of the season they're going to find them. And then Kevin is going to slam the door behind Betty in a dungeon and be like, you shouldn't have come here. <laughs> You, the trash you're telling me, killer you're telling me this isn't the kind of show off. that's going to do a horrifying reveal where they think they're alive and they open the door and it's like, oh my god. I would love that, but they won't. Probably not. No, no Polly's alive. So. I also feel like they, they killed somebody, they killed the girl in the first episode that Betty was supposed to save, and I don't think they'll do it again. Listen, I don't think Polly they're going to do that. Polly wakes up in a um, well <laughs> somewhere. With, with a tiny dog. Tiny dog. Vegas, that's where he went. <laughs> Vegas. He got smaller. <laughs> you shrunk. <laughs> Are you ready and for... And we save the best for last. Barchi. So. I was like, oh, John is going to love it. Oh, wait, Did you love it? Oh, my God. It was so much better than I could have expected. I don't... I hated it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hated it. I hated I, it. I also wish they did more i will yeah explain. okay yeah uh, let's, let, let's do it jughead and betty go on a walk uh jughead apparently left her a voicemail once on the night of his book launch that wasn't nice so sh she thought he never wanted to see her again also they play this scene and the one with archie and veronica with like car alarms and dogs barking in the distance which i kind of enjoy as the new ambient noise of this shit town <laughs> uh did, did you also, like, sense that I loved this scene between them because I was like, oh, there's there's nothing here. There's nothing there. No, yeah. it's all done. 
yeah and i was like that's that's really different than what i was expecting yeah there's no lingering nothing attachment or anything whatever that call was that voicemail that was like that was the end at least for betty yeah and jughead's the kind of guy who never reaches out so mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, they both plan on just going back to their lives after she's like, Quatico, he's like a book. And they're like, nothing will change that over this weekend. Yeah. I. You know what I think is a little weird, though, about this season, this post-time jump thing of Riverdale? Yeah. I kind of wish that they had one episode. Like, I feel like they got into the Riverdale is falling apart thing really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, like, literally the first episode after the time jump, you're see, you see them in the booth. But you don't see any interaction between Betty and Veronica, Jughead and, and Betty, you know, Veronica and Archie. It's all, nothing happens between the four of them. It's like Archie's talking to Tony. Betty's talking to her mom or whatever. Like, it just felt so... Yeah, it's the same old, Betty... old problem of always taking these people into four different plot lines all the time. Yeah. We never, we, we, they really should pair them up more. Well, I just like and, and like I also... Jughead makes a comment about that at the beginning of the episode about how they can't have any time to have those conversations because of saving Riverdale. Like, yeah, really? it it was just weird that like Betty and Veronica. I don't know if they're friends. I like I kind of wanted them to like hug and be like, yeah. oh, I haven't seen you since so and so your bachelorette party or something. <laughs> yeah, like why didn't you come to the wedding? Like, was Betty invited to her wedding? Was... Oh my god, Betty was not invited to her wedding. Like, it doesn't, like, where they, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. we have absolutely no idea. We knew that they, like, lost touch, but, like, I feel like, it, it feels like it's too much lost touch, because I still talk yeah. to my high school friends. I talk, like, yeah, it, I'm, like, it, friends They have the technology. <laughs> Instagram exists in this world. They right. Can, they can communicate. Why didn't they? Ever. Yeah. And if they didn't, there's a reason for that. And the only person I could say you really lost touch with, understandably, might be Archie because he's in the army and, like, yeah. is, you know. But, he, like... I don't know. I assume he breaks his phone a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Veronica, though, and Betty should have... Like, unless there was a reason for no, them not wait. to stay in Archie, touch. Archie forgot his phone in Riverdale when he went to join the army. Oh, uh, <laughs> He's like, can we turn I the bus around? Phone. And they're like, no. He's like, damn it, this always happens. Last time he forgot his phone, his uh, uncle was attacked by a mercenary, so... <laughs> He's got some anxiety about it. Yeah, crazy shit. Archie and Veronica go for a walk. He asks her about the ring. And she's like, oh, Chad? Yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. I could uh, see them hooking up again, honestly. Yeah, she... I mean, def I think she sees it. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he doesn't... I don't get that feeling from him, though. Yeah... Uh, like even she's like are you dating and they're like no i haven't really dated anyone since you he doesn't say it as like god those are the good old you. days he's just right. like yeah that was the last relationship i had and i was like never again so, <laughs> so much drama too much drama Jesus, so not worth it <laughs> i like now i assume all relationships involve the father trying to kill me so i so, just don't do that yeah uh, and honestly yeah that's valid valid reason 100 valid she suggests he get back out there but she has to get back to her life you know because she's a she's married she's married now yeah she's, she's married caitlin did you hear that veronica's married she's did get married i did hear that That's through the big. Grapevine. do you know yeah. what they call her on wall street the she wolf no nothing no one calls her anything on wall street oh <laughs> she calls herself oh yes the she -wolf. 
She's a Shiva fan. I was hoping they'd say it again, but only her. Yeah, yeah. To continue. No one else has ever said it. No, no one will. Uh, <laughs> Archie sleeps in the El Royale. You know, because this house is full of ghoulies. So Has Betty, to be a different option. Betty tells Archie, he, he's in her room, and she's like, this is where we would spy on you shirtless. And he's like, what? Betty's <laughs> very forward this episode. Yeah, she, don't, she doesn't care at all. I kind of love how she is a completely different person. I I really appreciate uh, Betty with training. Yeah. I think that's great. Because, yeah, there's a, there's a confidence there that wasn't there before. Also, just the, the adult dynamics of, like, not every conversation is the end of the world. Yes, nice. absolutely. I agree. But so, Betty feels totally different to me, not in a bad way, in a good way. Yeah. She feels so much more confident. She definitely is traumatized. Yeah, oh, yeah, she seems... But, sure. yeah. But, you know, so is Archie. Totally. So now they're watching the ghoulies in his house. And Archie's like, I kind of want to take my house back. She she's like, oh, great. I'm trained by the FBI. Do you need help? He's like, I do need help. That's fantastic. In fact, I need more help. Let me talk to some people. So Archie stops by Sheriff Keller's. He's like, hey, I don't have any employees, and I'm covering the whole county. He says from behind <laughs> his desk in his office. Are you? Uh, I'm very busy right now <laughs> protecting the citizens of this county. There is a private TV. security force in town, and it's run by Reggie Mantle. Ah, uh, love man. it. And Archie's like, "Oh, I can ask him for help." And Sheriff Keller's like, "If you tell him, he will tip the coolies off." And Archie's like, "But maybe I can use that." I feel like him. Archie. It's thinks really smart he's... plan on Archie's part. Yeah, I think Archie thinks that he is um, better friends though with Reggie. Then. I think he thinks yeah. Reggie's a better person than he is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're my best friend Reggie? And they're like, uh, not anymore. <laughs> I, I like this. He killed his dad. Reggie. Uh, <laughs> he Sad. tells uh, Sheriff Keller to get the gear he still has for the sheriffs he no longer employs. And after some recon, they're going in. So Archie meets with Reggie on the front step of his house. And Reggie's like, oh, let's, yeah. We can look around your house for some drugs. If they got any, we'll kick them out. Uh, so mm-hmm. he just leads Archie around the house. Be like, no drugs. Any drugs in the kitchen? Nope. Any drugs in the bathroom? Nope. Well, let's look in all the rooms. Let me see where all of these guys, <laughs> how many guys they got. So it's basically it a perfect smart. scouting mission. And Reggie, Reggie thinks he's pulling one over on Archie the entire time, which I enjoy. Reggie's like, oh, what a, what a, it's, it's so crazy. There's just no drugs in this house. <laughs> who could have known and Archie's like yeah almost like someone tipped off the ghoulies well thanks Reggie thanks Reg and that's when he looks back and sees Polly just hanging out in the kitchen so do you think she's dealing drugs or using drugs I just think she's hanging out with friends maybe she's just having like, a nice time my mom and my kids are so annoying <laughs> my, my mannequin children my mannequin children are so pretentious <laughs> They never talk to me. That Gen Z man. They hate my side part. It's a whole thing. Are those kids Gen Z? I think so. Oh, man. Oh, right. Because it's, it's 2021. I forgot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very confusing. They, they gather. They gather in the El Royale with Sweet Pea, Fangs, Kevin in a great bulletproof vest. 
I love that Kevin's in the brute squad now. Yep. He and, always deserved to be there. And Sheriff Keller, who's like, I'm so proud of my son. We're going to go bust some heads together. The ACLU needed to be called about this. This is not an okay thing for the police to do. I, I truly, yeah, I don't know what, like, I, I'm not in law enforcement, but I think. Kind of are, though. A, 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 a sergeant. <laughs> I our, show, our characters break the rules all the time. I think a sergeant, oh. an FBI trainee. And a sheriff busting into a house with a couple of civilians. I don't think that's legal. I don't think that's legal. I don't, I really I don't, don't think that's okay a legal that. seizure of like drug paraphernalia and stuff. I, I think you need I to call a judge and get a search warrant. I don't think that you can do that, and I don't think you should be allowed to. I, I, I don't want to really support this, but I do want to support the stunt showcase they do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Of all of the characters run through the house and get into fights. It's pretty great. It's not Cobra Kai, but it's pretty great. Did they need to, like, knock down the windows, though? They didn't. I kind of wanted it to be more. Mm. Like, my thing is that for Betty and Archie, I needed them to work together more on this to really earn what's about what? to happen here. <laughs> Like, so like if there was like a point where like they were sparring together in the gym and gets a little sweaty or like oh they should have sparred first. yeah or That'd like cool. in the in the house fight if it was like you know the, the last guy runs upstairs and they chase him up to archie's room and he's got a gun and like she covers archie and he tackles him and pushes him out the window or something and then like through the window it's her room on the other side i don't know i just wanted i wanted more i wanted this to be a little bit harder and, and and for it to be something they really needed to work together to do. Also, don't these drug dealers have guns? There's no guns. There's no guns in real. Yeah, they're completely unarmed, which is... Sure, you guys really... So Veronica's gun. Veronica does buy a gun. Right. But these guys don't have guns. Yeah, no. <laughs> also, they they're on drugs. Them. Like, easy. Honestly, they, like, why... Like, not to be, like, pro ghoulie here, but, like... <laughs> Archie is renting this house out who who owens the deed to this house who right is, like someone like, is renting this house out. can you them. imagine if mary shows up not to see him to be like the rent dried up what's going on why why are you doing this you don't <laughs> I was, even live i needed here. that money they always paid on time yeah like why are we assuming that the ghoulies are like yeah they they don't decorate the house the way Archie and yeah. Mary decorate they, the house. They, they paint indoors. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, you can't, I, I get it. it. Well, they're, they they have pixie sticks, so. It just seems like that shouldn't be, like, it's their <laughs> I house. Found a, I found a powder lab in the bathroom. <laughs> but, but, like, what? Like, I'm not saying that this is, but it's not your house, Archie. You're renting it out. And Betty's like, as an FBI trainee, I can put them all behind bars. I hate that. <laughs> this just this seems like it's an a, overreach. It's a gross misuse of power and yeah, incredibly Betty. entertaining. Sure, but just saying, it seems like there's some civil uh, civil issues. Civil that... liberties are being trampled <laughs> as we speak. I don't like this. It's not really great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So anyway. Archie and Betty are cleaning up together. They're both sweating. Not a little bit, just like a, a glisten. Yeah, uh, barely any at all. Yeah. Enough to show up on his shirt, but not in his armpits, just the just the neck right. part. Uh, not to be gross. Yeah, come on. 
She's like, hey, after the seance funeral eulogy, uh, do you want to, like, get the whole gang together to hang out? She's like, yeah, that sounds great. It's like, cool, cool, cool. Do you want to hang out with your ex-boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Cool, cool, cool. Should we shower? It's so weird. It's so weird. And then they're just having sex in the shower? I think we all deserve this. I think I want this. I think that was this is the hottest sex scene this show has done. Yeah, it's like it, very R rated. Like, Not R rated. I get the sense that these two were attracted to each other in high school, and it's been seven years, and they're still attracted to each other, and there's nothing holding them back now. And yeah, yeah, my God. It's I just, guess okay. I guess the seven year distance is what you need for Archieville to like jump from Veronica to Betty and have things be like not an absolute nightmare of a friendship. But yeah, yeah. Well, we don't really know how close the four of them are or are about to become th- again. Yeah, I just feel like I really wish we knew how close Betty and Veronica were, especially. I guess I they're not. We it's just, have but to it's assume. Like... Right, it's just, but it feels like it, they're not, but there's also no awkwardness, but it's also not like a, I feel like we really lacked that scene and we really needed the, this hey, show, it's been a long time. It really hasn't been that interested in the friendship of Betty and Veronica in a while, it feels I like. I know. Like, that was I a know. real concern in season one, and I don't know when we lost it, but it's just not in the show anymore. And we yeah, also but... barely get scenes of Archie and Jughead hanging out, except that one time they went on the run together. Mm, yeah, it was fun actually. That was nice. Wish the girls could do something like that. I mean, they should. No, they they really yeah should. get out of there. I like. Yeah. I love that they are adults that are like we're just friends having fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Glenn. You don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like oh. she's. She doesn't want you. She's like I'm single. <laughs> you're, you're single. I'm single. like you. You don't have a guy. No, I got a guy watching my cat. Right, I was going to say, I was like, should we be concerned about Toffee? <laughs> like, I know that you oh don't have God, a track record. Oh my God, she's not coming home. No, she's I'm not. Like, um, babe, you said you were going home for the weekend. I've been watching your cat for two months. <laughs> uh, please take your cat back. <laughs> please Thank answer you. my phone calls. Oh, Glenn. Trash bag killer uh, Glenn. And they're like, so this is an okay thing we're doing now, and we don't have to tell the others. Um, and me, the audience, is like, yes, it's great, keep doing it. It it's interesting because there's no emotion here <laughs> it, at all. Like it's just like, yeah, like we had sex in the shower. It, it's like a handshake agreement. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it, I don't, I don't understand why we're not like letting Archie. Like I, I I get it. He's been trained by the military, but like, you know, they have personalities. It's okay. Yeah, we don't have to have him like be so reserved. He's not in the reserves. <laughs> I think that he and Betty. It's just interesting to me that it's like I feel like the last season they kissed because there was like all of this like emotion, <sighs> all this like nostalgia that they had from when they were kids and then you know young teenagers or whatever and now it's just like you're hot i'm hot that's what this (laughs) has always been about right like finally you just say it we don't have to like pretend that it's like something more i i think that's an oversimplification 
Probably. I, you, I didn't. You need. just don't like Archie right now. That's not true. I actually find Archie very nice. I just. Yeah, if I had to rank he is everybody, nice. he's not the worst. Unfortunately, worse. that's not. We, we would like a bit more than nice. Yes. I think that the. I like him. It's like Betty's number one. Hmm. Then it's Archie. Then it's Veronica. And then it's Shughead. Ooh. Yeah. And honestly, if you throw Cheryl, Tony, Kevin into that mix, it just gets worse for Jughead. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Jughead is a hard, hard bottom. <laughs> for sure. He's a, he's a hard bottom. He he is just intolerable. Absolutely yeah. insufferable. Speaking of, Archie's texting Betty about Polly when there's a knocking at his door, and it's Jughead. Jughead's like, hey, you want to you want a roommate? Yeah. I do like the line, the five seasons was too rich for him. And I think it's a great idea to have him move in with Archie, especially totally. when he's living alone in the house and about to be dating Betty. That is going to be a bad choice in the future. I think and that they need great. they need to also bring Veronica and Betty together, and I'm sure they will. And then, then it'll be perfect. Make them all live together. Maybe not like all, all. <laughs> oh my God, if they all move into Archie's house... <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd, That'd be, be fun. a fun thing. Yeah. Yes. It would be nice if Betty and Veronica could do more together. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as this, if this poly business is happening though, Betty's going to be pretty single minded. Maybe Veronica should like have fun with Holy this. Holy shit. If the trash bag killer kills Polly and delivers her back to Betty in bags, can we dive right into the rumor mill? Yeah. Is that a rumor? That's my you- theory now. The trash bag, or at least there will be a dream sequence where Polly is delivered to Betty in trash bags. I really don't think she's dead, but that would be so disturbing. That that happens in a movie. There is a movie like that. Is it like a walk amongst the tombstones or something? It's like a lesser Liam that's Neeson a Liam movie. Neeson movie. Yeah. I just remember that from the trailer, that that's like a thing. Like they kidnap a woman and they're like, oh, we got her back. But like dismembered or something. My other theory is that uh, Chadwick's going to come to town and be really insufferable and it's going to be Veronica's whole plot this season. Yeah. Just fucking husband shit. I, what is my, what else am I thinking? Oh, I think the highway killer is killing blondes. Yeah, Um, I agree. I think the blonde thing was relevant. Yeah. I think Monica Posh is going to come into play with that. Yeah, that is true. They did bring her in this season in the wig early. Yeah, I wonder. Was that the whole point of the storyline with her this episode? <laughs> Get her God, in the wig. I don't, I don't know what the bare mechanics reason was for anything Veronica did this episode. Like, I can't even do like an, like a, this, but then this happens, or a this yeah. and then this happens kind of. I can't break even down that way. I, it, I, it's truly just a collection of scenes she's in that don't make sense. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a weird bad and plot re- for her. And then, and then a reestablishment of her relationship with her father. Ugh. I just really... I Can we have <clears throat> Hiram die and, like, Reggie be the villain? Because I'm just so you tired just get of more from, Hiram. Uh, hey. Just, like, so much stick of Hiram always. Always. Who, Sad. uh... We gotta do our awards. Who aged like okay. fine wine this week? Oh, I think Sheriff Keller actually. <laughs> I didn't get a good look at him. Does, I think he is is good. his look different in any way? I don't know if this was last 
season, but he has like a gray beard. Yeah, he had a gray beard in, at graduation too. Um, I don't know. He just looks good. Uh, just in general, who else? Have we met anybody else that's it's been new? Still fangs. I don't know. Yeah, fangs is always going to be good. You know Honestly, no, probably I want to give it to. Good. I want to give it to Kevin. I thought Kevin in a bulletproof vest is like weirdly mm. a really good look for him, and I'm like, yeah, oh, he, he should, should do wear more. it all the time. He should like. Casey Cobb play a special forces member? That would be pretty cool. Get him on uh, Nickus. Also, yeah. Who is your Riverdale citizen of the week? Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be Archie and Betty because they created a terrible abuse of power in law enforcement. <laughs> no, no. Um, I want to give it to Tabitha Tate. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah, she does. She keeps it together. She's running yeah. that whole diner with a ghost going around. Mm-hmm talking to absolutely people? insane of her of her grandfather that's hard tell me what you're watching right now nancy drew actually um i'm loving it it's so they did a thing where it actually worked pretty well so they had they had a big mystery the lucy sable mystery which was like the season one mystery and then i think the intention was to start a second mystery as like you know mid-season basically and then go into like a second big mystery and so do like two kind of bigger mysteries a season mm-hmm. what ended up happening was like two or three episodes into like their mid-season finale into their mid-season post mid-season um you know COVID hit and so production was delayed so they ended their season early and then they had to restart it but it actually works pretty well because there's kind of like a there's been one mystery thus far this season that they're kind of coming to the conclusion of and it's just really good and something that i think is really interesting about nancy drew that it kind of took me a while to realize and i don't want to spoil anything but it's not like just a ghost story to be spooky it's actually about how like history remembers women terribly um and like the legends that they kind of pulled these like ghost story lores are from are about women who are like problematic in some way. I don't want to spoil it, but so vague. Like yeah, it's super Do vague. They but it transgress or kind of like women who are like ahead of their time or like women who stepped out of the bounds of societal norms. Oh. So, like, not maybe bad by our standards, but bad by the standards of their time period? Exactly. Yeah, like, bad by the standards of the time period are just sort of, like, rumors about them conflated, became sort of, like, the legend became, like, quote-unquote fact and kind of influenced, like, how they behaved as ghosts, almost. It's kind of... It's kind of interesting. So it's basically about how women are uh, treated like shit in history and how, like, in solving these ghost crimes, if you will, they can kind of correct that history and, like, give these women, like, the voice they've always deserved. And I think it's really nice. And that was a really long-winded way of saying it, but it's really nice. It's, it's It's a very scary, spooky show, though, I will say, like, you know, the CGI isn't, like, Game of Thrones level shit, but it's, like, not bad. <laughs> and it's pretty scary sometimes, so I like it. It's what about cool. you? Yeah, I would recommend it. Have I told you about Attack on Titan? 
I don't think so. It's Maybe. an anime, and to really talk about it, I have to spoil it for you. Go ahead. Okay. So the setup is that the last of humanity lives within these three walled uh, sections because everything outside is overrun by titans. These giant, naked, yes. genitalist men that <laughs> eat people, and they don't even need that to survive. They just do it because they want to. It's fun. And it's, and it's this horror anime where, like, you know, you can try to fight the titans, but damn, they, they eat a lot of people. <laughs> and then at the end of season three... Uh, like ever the, at the beginning of the show, the dad was like, "I have a secret in the basement. Go find it someday." And the whole show has been like trying to get back to this basement. They finally did. They found this notebook he wrote. He was like, "So, you're not the last of humanity. You are actually oh. the only race on the world capable of becoming titans. And because of that, all of the other countries basically went to war against our people, wiped our memories." put us on this island and then like started started turning any of us that they found into titans to keep us here on the island oh. so the, it wasn't that there was an apocalypse it was racism all along and oh. now the the final season has just begun and it's jumped four years later and now we're from the perspective of the other countries and it's not it that was like a medieval time period on the island but this is this is more like victorian early industrial revolution stuff going on like well it's 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 almost like more world war one world war two kind of stuff and they're all they're all being like oh yeah the guys are turning titans they're all demons thank god they're on that island where where they can't hurt us but we have and and, and it it's completely flipped the script and now are the main characters we know are like infiltrating this city take them down and I'm and I'm blown away. I'm just so invested at this point where I'm like, oh yeah, fuck the world, kill him. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? I do- the where twist are you watching? Threw me so far off. I watch it on Funimation, huh? Which is an anime streaming uh, platform. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. Okay. But it it's it's really good. Are any of the characters married and slash or uh, the She Wolf of Wall Street? No, no, none of the characters <laughs> in the She Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. To cool. their it... to their immense discredit, I wish. Yeah, they didn't get put on the island in case they became She Wolf Wall no, Street no. down the line. It's in case they become Titans. Ah, uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. That sounds fun. I love a twist. I love a I love a show that can go season upon season and pull off a big twist of what it was. And a twist that's like I couldn't have guessed that, and the yeah. way it opens up the storytelling possibilities instead of closing them. It's a good twist. I feel like there's a lot of bad twists out there that just like yeah the the twist is it was the thing you thought it was all along can you think of another show that does that that does like a a world changing twist yes doctor who okay there is this character that the doctor meets named river song and when he first meets her she's like hello old friend he's like i don't i don't know you and she's like oh no but i i know you I've known oh. you for years. Like I have this notebook. We've been on all these adventures before. And from that point on, he starts meeting her more and more. And she's always at different points in her timeline versus him. It's very time traveler's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. And then in the middle of all this, his companion, Amy Pond, I'm, I'm sorry guys, I'm going to spoil season six of Dr. Huna for you right now is like, she gets suddenly kidnapped by these bad guys. And it turns out, 
she's pregnant and she gives it's birth the to daughter. this baby and the baby is kidnapped by all these guys because they're like this baby was born in your in your time spaceship we need this for purposes and sure. like the moment the baby leaves river song shows up and he's like where were you i needed your help and and she she tells him that she is the baby and like yeah that that, do, that opens up like a lot that sounds fun I, I can't think of a show that's, that's good, but you're. It's a time that doesn't, right? Like a really good, like yeah. a good twist that gives you more than it takes. This is why I'm nervous about WandaVision. No, don't be. Gonna, it's great. Perfect gonna, show. Is it going to be just. It's the thing we all thought it was? <laughs> Probably. But there have been a lot. There are a lot of different versions of the thing we all thought it was. So honestly, I feel like I'll always be surprised. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or not surprised, sure. but like happy. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited tomorrow. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. We are recording this Thursday night. I'm so excited. Where right? can they find you freaking out about WandaVision? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-O-Y Tweets. You can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. What about you, John? You can find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Nice pun. You can find NCIS airing Tuesdays on CBS. <laughs> nice pun. <laughs> Any final words, John? If we have any listeners in Texas, I hope this episode, that is again longer than I expected, helps you in any way. Yeah. uh, I'm truly sorry about what is going on down there. Yeah, I actually really, it's kind of crazy. I really didn't know what was happening until today. I don't know how. You finally Um, saw the pictures? Yeah, I finally saw the pictures and I was like, oh my god. woman's whole fish tank froze solid crazy absolutely crazy but i know that you know there are a lot of people really suffering right now um all across the world but you know texas especially seems very hard hit um unprepared in any unprepared yeah i mean who would have who could have thought yeah i as a citizen i shouldn't expect anyone to be prepared for that yeah in texas i know but we hope you're staying safe um, and healthy and happy. And hopefully, if you listen to this podcast, it brings you a small amount of joy. Or a big one, but at least a small. Tiny, tiny baby amount. <laughs> Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>